Yeah. Okay. Woke up in a cranky mood this morning. So today's episode is called I'm Ranting. I'm just going to go over a few things that just really, really rub me the wrong way or I just don't understand that annoy me. Many things annoy me. I was thinking DoorDash and Grubhub and other services like this. How lazy have we become as a human race where we are willing to spend probably in excess of 10 to $15 in fees, tips, to have food delivered to us? And nine times out of 10, delivered to us from a place that we could have gotten in the car and back to the house in less than five minutes. And I say that with such great detail because I, yes, have annoyed myself and done that maybe once or twice. But there are people I know that on a regular basis are dashing it or Uber eating their takeout. What is it with the human psyche that that makes it okay in your head to spend more money. Yeah, I I know it's convenience, but still I have a hard time understanding. If somebody would have pitched me that business model before it all exploded, I would have said people aren't gonna pay extra money just to have, and usually it's fast food, cheap food that's in within driving distance of them delivered to their house extra money and then and again this is the few times I've used DoorDash you get a drop-off window delivery window your order will arrive between 1115 and 1130 now I'm not 100% sure how DoorDash or Grubhub or any of that works when the driver gets notified to pick up the order But that time just seems to increase from 11.15 to 11.30 to 11.30 to 11.45. You try texting the driver. Again, I've used the service twice. Okay, maybe more than twice. But it bothers me. I think the, the value for your money is in direct proportion to how lazy you are. And I feel as a as a human race, we have traditionally became a lazy generation. And I, I see that in the difference between my kids and me. When I was younger, and I was 11, 12, 13, and again, I'm sorry, I, that was my phone buzzing. I had a text message, and I still have not ironed out all this editing stuff and turning off notifications. But anyway, as a child, 11, 12, 13, I mowed 15 to 20 lawns, had a paper route. Uh, There was more drive uh, to make money. And I see it in just, you know, my kids and my kids' friends. I've sort of gone off on a tangent here, haven't I? Well, it's all in the guise of laziness. And I do think that this new generation 
uh, is a little bit lazier or a lot lazier than uh, we were as kids. Soapbox one. Um, how hard is it to say thank you? I go out through my day. If somebody were to hold the door for me, going into a 7-Eleven or Wawa, inevitably, I was brazed and taught that you say thank you when someone does something for you. They go out of their way to do something nice. I've gotten into staring contests and one time, a shouting contest with this with this woman who I, you know, waited that little extra 30 seconds to hold the door for her before she got to the door. Uh, when she got to the door, didn't even nod, smile, nothing. So I, I left. And before I got to my car, it just bothered me. So I went back in. And I, I found her in the store. Yeah, I'm a maniac people. Uh, and I, hey, I went, hey, you're welcome. And then she unloaded on me. What? I have to thank you for holding the door for me? Why do I have to thank you? I didn't ask you to hold the door for me. I feel sorry for those people. I, I don't know. Let me know what you think. I, I think a thank you for things that you do is the proper thing to do. Uh, and it does irk me when 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 I do not get them. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I guess I expect too much from the human race. RSVPs. I'm the type of guy that throws at least five to six parties a year. I like to do one in the summer. I like to do one Halloween, of course. I do one during the uh, Christmas holidays. I do an appetizer party. And I think that's it. So my point, back in the day, uh, before the advent of the internet, and yes, I'm of that age, uh, when I do remember when there wasn't a not an internet, used to mail out invitations to your parties or events uh, and get a hard RSVP. Now with the advent of the computer and the internet, we have a service called Evite, which allows your guests to electronically respond whether they're going to come or not, how many people they're going to bring, what they're going to bring. It really makes it easy. Goes right to their email. I can't tell you how many people, and I will not single anybody out, but you know who you are. That just don't respond. And as a person who sends out the evites, I know when they read the evite. So I get a notification that person A has read the evite. And then those people just don't even RSVP. Now, I'm not sure if these people who don't RSVP, maybe they don't throw parties and they don't quite understand what goes into throwing a party. You need to know how many people are coming. You need to have the right amount of food, the right amount of alcohol, beverages, paper products. So the Evite is really not just 
to know how many people are coming. It's to know how to plan and, and what to have in anticipation of these people coming. Now, are these people, A, oblivious to all of that, or B, couldn't give a shit? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to curse, but we'll find out. Or just they, they don't care that your planning has now been impaired by their not RSVP. And that was one of the golden rules that I was uh, taught by my mom, which also came from my grandfather, the six rules of life, and I don't have them in front of me, but one of them is always RSVP. I think it's important. And, you know, sometimes I, I will get to the point where I would, and I never did this, but, you know, I want to go up or contact these people and say, hey, can you let me know if you're coming so I know what I, you know, what I need to do for food and stuff like that. But, you know, then people get bent out of shape and I'm a very complex person, pe uh, person here. You'll, you'll, you, those who know me know and those who don't will find out. How about these guys or women who have that cell phone in their ear? And in public, they're having a conversation that you now have to listen to because they're in their own little talk bubble. At least they think they are. But they continue to just talk loudly in a public, split, public place or a, on a plane or a, before it takes off, on a bus, on a train. I've been, I sat behind somebody on a train into Manhattan one time on the phone the entire time. I heard this whole person's life story. Now, I think, that, I think what it's coming down to is there are nice people in this world and there are just complete losers. Now, are these people who talk in public, again, it comes down to two choices. Are they oblivious and they don't realize that they're, they're infringing on other people's privacy or, or quiet? Or are they just complete, complete narcissists and just don't care and think people want to listen? I've never confronted a person on the phone, but... I, Many, many times I wanted to. Not that that makes it right. But I think, I think I feel it's my job sometimes to help the people that are in that clueless category. You're never going to cure the narcissists or the people who couldn't give a flying F uh, how you feel. But for those that I think are oblivious... I think I have a, uh, an obligation to society to sometimes enlighten these people. And again, I, I could be the crazy one. This is what goes on inside my head. How about people who talk in movie theaters? This never, I never, I never understood this. You make plans to go see a movie that just came out. Now me, I usually go to the movies on opening night. I have a, a movie... My best friend, uh, especially Marvel movies, DC movies, opening night. We make a night of it, dinner. But you go to the movie to watch a movie. I've sat behind these people, and oddly enough, it's usually women. And I'm not trying to pigeonhole a specific uh, genre of people here, but... 
these women are talking like they haven't seen each other in like maybe six months. And fine, listen, you want to talk before the trailers? I don't have a problem. You want to talk during the trailers, even though, to me, trailers are as much as an experience as the movie is. And I do like to pay attention. But I can't get angry or say something to people who are talking during the trailer because it's not the main attraction. But then the movie will start. And these women are talking like they're in their living room having a cup of tea. And the TV's on in the background. And you make the the huff sound. The huff. After five, ten minutes of it, shuffle in your seat, readjust yourself after 20 minutes of it. I remember one time, I was I had a George Costanza moment, where I actually leaned over. These, these women were in front of me. And I leaned over and I said, ladies, if you have that much to catch up on, maybe a movie wasn't the best idea. Go sit in the diner, get a cup of coffee. And let us watch the movie in peace. Now, I did get uh, some small applause from the people sitting next to us. But get this. These two women got mad at me. Now, they're disturbing this experience, this movie. And, you know, listen. I may have a different definition of what going to a movie is. Maybe... These two women think it's just a way to get out of the house and a place to sit and talk, but that's not what a movie is supposed to be. And I challenge anybody to tell me otherwise. I don't think you should be talking in a movie theater. We're on the subject of movies. I'd say in the last 10 years, movie trailers has become the better art form than the actual movie itself. I can't tell you how many times I have seen a movie trailer and I said to myself, wow, I have to, that movie looks great. I have to go see that movie. Then you get to the movie and some of the scenes you saw in the trailer are not even in the movie. And the trailer has totally misrepresented the movie completely. And I, I think this happens a lot with horror movies. Uh, one recent example is the movie Smile. When I saw that trailer, I went, wow, that, that looks like something that I would want to see. And then when I saw the movie, I went, wow, this is a total piece of garbage. So I understand the people who make these trailers, their job is to raise interest in the film. But at some point, it becomes dishonest and fraudulent, I feel. Is anybody running scared yet about the things that are going on in my head? I don't know. Maybe you should, or maybe I should start getting some disciples here who feel the same way and, and shout it from the rooftops and let's make people think. Let's have common sense. Uh, let's do things the right way. And is my way the right way? I guess I'm biased. One last thing. This person, this type of person, really, really annoys me. You meet somebody for the first time, business colleague, associate, even at a party, you meet someone new, and someone is introducing you. How hard 
Is it to make eye contact? Hey, I'd like you to meet Bob. You reach your hand out to shake that purse Bob's hand. Bob is staring to the left of you, to the right of you, above your head. I don't understand. And in the business world, when I'm interviewing people, if that person, when they first walk in and shake my hand, cannot make eye contact, that interview is 70% over. Unless they dazzle me from that point forward. But if you can't handle the basic human emotion of making a connection with somebody and making eye contact. I don't know, that bothers me. It says a lot about a person. Even talking to somebody, like even somebody you know sometimes, you, you wonder what's in their head. You're having a conversation and they're looking to the left, looking to the right. Or, no, am I, am I that horrifically looking that they can't look at me when they talk to me? Make a connection with somebody. I, I, I feel we're failing as a society, people. I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't know how many of me are out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I Sometimes I feel I'm in a huge minority. Maybe there are people who feel like me that just don't say anything or don't express these feelings. Or how about these people? Oh, I, I, I this this this, this episode could be uh, four hours long if I put my mind to it. You're at a light. Light turns green, and the person in front of you is just not moving. How long do you give before you honk? Thirty seconds, fifteen seconds. I love the guy or the girl who, at the red light, is reading. Light turns green. Has no clue the light has turned green because they're reading their phone or a book. And then when you honk, you're the bad person. You get the finger. You get the turnaround and evil look. How is that possible? Where in society did it become that the person calling out other people for things they're doing incorrectly? When did that person become the bad guy? I'm asking for a friend. Now, you may say I'm crazy. You may say I'm the bad guy. I, I, I just don't think. Well, this story may think. This story may, may, may make you think I am a bad guy. This was Christmas Eve. Not Christmas Eve. The day before Christmas Eve. Back in the 90s, and I had a corporate job, and, you know, the last day before work, before the holiday, everybody used to go out for a drink. And I think it was Fridays. Yes, Fridays. I used to frequent a Fridays. I, on another episode, we'll get into it, I, I dislike chain restaurants. Um, so, we were at a mall, that's where we were meeting, and as you can imagine, the day before Christmas... Parking was a huge, huge issue. It was after work about 5 o'clock, the day before Christmas. So I'm driving around the parking lot looking to find a parking spot. I had been driving mm, for about 25 minutes looking for a spot, wondering how much fun all my friends were having inside the bar. 
when I see a guy walking out with packages. Now, so I stop. The car that I want to, the spot I want to park in is in front of me on my right. So I have my blinker on. The guy's taking forever, by the way. I don't know what he did when he got in his car, but he had like two packages with him. So anyway, he finally starts backing out of the spot. And he starts backing out towards me. So I back up a little to give him some room. Now, while he's backing out, this other car from the other side zooms around and pulls into the spot. You have got to be kidding me. I, 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 was, I, I was blown away. And I was frustrated from driving around for a half hour now looking for a spot. And I just snapped. Got out. Went to the guy's window and I said, you move this bleeping car or we're going to have a problem. Now, I assess this situation by looking at the size of the person. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I would not start anything like that if this person could mop the floor with me. And mind you, I was in my 20s, young and stupid. So this person basically told me to, you know, get lost. And I did. I can't believe I did this, but I did. Uh, I actually punched the guy through the window. He had his window down. I didn't go through the glass. Uh, he wound up moving the car. Cut my knuckle on his tooth, I believe. Went, pulled into the spot, went in. My knuckle was bleeding, asked the bartender for some napkins. Told my story of lore to the patrons at the bar. Uh, I did not pay for a drink that entire night. Now, I'm not condoning this. But again, I was young, stupid, frustrated. None of, none of which are excuses. I mean, that evening could have went horribly in the opposite direction. That person could have went and got a cop and pressed charges. I could have spent the night before Christmas in jail. Uh, but it did not. And I drank for free because I was the parking lot hero championing the, the downtrodden people who get spots stolen all the time. So I was somewhat of a local hero. Not proud of that story. It's a good story to tell, though. All right, guys, I feel better. I got some things off my chest. Again, I wish there was a way. Let me know. Uh, drop me an email. There has to be a link. I'm still learning. And I, I think, I promise you guys, by next episode, I'll have intro and outro music. And I'll have a better mic system. Uh, so until next time, this has been The World According to Dick Buttons. Stay sane out there. <laughs>